What up, what up, Tile friends? Welcome back to another Hump Day Financials brought to you by, brought to you, excuse me, by Performance Financial LLC. Here he is, Drake Van Hall himself. How are you doing, Drake? Dude, living my best life. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Although it's getting hot down here in Florida again. The the hurricane blew the heat and the humidity away, and we had such a beautiful two, three weeks, and now it's hot, it's humid back, but I can't not complain. I got nothing to complain about. And you know what? Um, I'm glad. I'm probably glad I'm not. Is the snow flying where you're at? <laughs> Dude, it's gorgeous. It's been the mid 70s the last couple of days, oh, which is nice. insane for Iowa in November, but we'll take it. It's been fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. So, what are we talking about today? I, I know we got a great subject, and I appreciate your time. Uh, what do we have today? Yeah. So, you know, we keep hearing a lot about guys talking about. You know, what's my employee worth? What do I have to charge for him? How do I know that I'm making money on this guy? Um, and then the other question is too, hey, do I hire that office person? Should I, should I not? How much are they going to cost me? What is that really looking like? Uh, I want to hit on those subjects a little bit today and, and then, you know, kind of give some clarity around some of that. One thing I'll stipulate before we say any of this is, the one control aspect that we can't account for with just looking at the numbers is how well you can manage them. Sure. That is going to be the biggest caveat that's going to come out of this. You just, where we're at right now, we're not at a scale enough where we can use averages of, you know, out of large numbers to make decisions and stuff right now. It's like, Hey, it's kind of on your shoulders to put this process in place. I will tell you though, the first person is always the hardest. The second person's the second hardest. The third person's the third hardest, right? And you can build and get better at it, but don't let that keep you from actually going out and hiring people. So this is such a great topic and it really hits home on a couple of things I've been thinking about lately is, you know, one in the tile industry, in the collar, in the blue collar industries at in large, we see a lot of people build up, build up five, six, seven, eight employees, and then it all goes to heck. And, and they say, you know what, I'm going to stick with two employees because it's my comfort zone. And in fact, I'm going to recommend that you don't have more than two or three employees, Drake, because you're a Tyler and I'm a Tyler and my experience must be your experience. Right. But you know what, in the mastermind, we've been having slightly different conversations. And one of the mastermind members of Tile Money University, his third employee was an administrative staff member. And that mm -hmm. just blew my mind. And it made me so proud of Chris and the conversations and the, 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 the risk, you know, it's a little bit outside of our comfort zone, but he said that he would immediately within the first week or two started to realize the return on his investment. So I'm glad that this is what you wanted to talk about today. Super cool. Yeah. And, and, and really that is always tough, right? The, what, the one thing I always like to point out is, okay, let's, let's just do some quick, simple math, right? Let's say you're going to hire somebody part-time, full-time, whatever it is, right? 20 bucks an hour, they're going to be your office administrator. Mm -hmm. You know what the hardest part of this is? It's not paying the money for them. It's figuring out what they're going to do and giving up some of that responsibility. Like it's the ego is actually your biggest issue. It's not the money. Got it. And if you really have issues, if you have true issues in your business that can be solved with money, you don't have issues. And so when you're having problems hiring people and you're, it's probably you. I, and that's tough to hear a little bit sometimes, but the ego is the biggest thing that's really tough to overcome. And well, I always answer the phone the best and I do this the best way. I ran in that myself, my own business. We have an office manager. Um, 
she's fantastic. She works 10, 15 hours a week. She's a stay at home mom and this is what she wants to do. And so kind of the way it's worked for us is she handles all of our Facebook advertising. She handles a lot of back and forth communication. She sets me up with podcasts, how I met Luke, you know, she's, she reaches out to a bunch of different people. She does a lot of that back end stuff that I frankly just don't have time to do, or it's, it's, it's not a good use of my time. Um, and so when I first got her, she was doing the Facebook posts and we utilize Canva to make all our designs and stuff. And then, and then we put everything from Canva onto Facebook and Instagram and all the normal channels. And I was making her save everything so that I could go in and review this week's of posting. And then I did that for a week and I went, what a waste of my time. She's so much better at this than I am that there's no way I'm critiquing her on what she's doing because this is not my strength. Right. And so it was a little bit of an ego hit for me because I'm like, oh, I'm not in charge of this anymore. Like it was a crazy realization. And now I go, I pay her. I think we're at about a thousand dollars a month is what she kind of what our costs are. She's 25 bucks an hour. Um, She's absolutely fantastic and worth every single dollar. How do I calculate that though? I have no idea, (laughs) but I know what I charge on an hourly rate and I know the hours that she saves me. And so if I, and, and, and you guys too, as business owners, I'm going to say I'm worth $500 an hour. I don't technically charge that. That's the way I think in my mind, you need to be thinking that too, right? You are the drivers of your business. You're the manager. You're the one out quoting and getting jobs. That should be your primary role answering every little minuscule phone call, responding to different issues back and forth with the customer that, that it may elevate to you, but it's not necessarily have to be you or the first person to do all of those things. So that's where we really start to look at, well, what is this person giving you back or what's your return? It's your time back. And your time is your most valuable thing that you guys have as a business owner, hands down. So if you're thinking about that, you're worth $500 an hour, and she saves me $15 or 15 hours a week. Um, do the math on that and what that, co- what that actually saves you each month. That's a little bit of a mindset shift, though, because yeah. it's really easy to just go, she costs me $1,000 a month, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a really easy mathematical number to come up with. But you got to think bigger than that if this is something you're really looking into or something you think, hey, we need to do this. What is this going to save me in time? I like that a lot. I like that a lot, Drake. It reminds me of the first um, employee that I was really proud to hire. And he was a gentleman who got his start in the industry the year I was born, 1983. I share this story from time to time because I think it's so powerful of an illustration. He'd been in the industry longer than me. He, he was also a licensed contractor, but he, want, he was at the point where he just wanted a job. And so I paid him a little bit more than the going rate to attract yep. him, to attract him to my company. And then when he showed up, I worked for him for, a, for one day as his, as his assistant. Yep. And I had the same revelation. I don't need to be here. <laughs> yes. And so that from then on, comp- uh, depending on the job, I wasn't there. You know, if it was a large job, it needed two, two or more people. I was there. But depending on the job, it was either him and his assistant. And to, to be honest, he preferred to work alone. But um, it, it was the same line of thinking. And then, that's, and then I met a man... Um, over the phone who said he wanted $50 an hour. And I thought $50 an hour, that's $2,000 a week. That's more. I, I was on a salary of 1600 a week as the business yep. owner. And I said, that's more than I am. And you know, I never, I never, I never hired him, but I should have, I and potentially because I can sell a shower for four to six 
to $8,000 and he could install it in five to seven days. Exactly. And And that's a, that's the perfect mindset to have, right? Because that's where you start to understand, you know, you can go sell a $4,000 project and make, let's call it 50% on it. So in that one sale alone, you know, if, if that took you all day to do, that was, you were just worth 50 bucks or what is that? I'm trying to think of the math real quick. You know, $2,000 divided by eight. That's what your hourly rate was for the day. That's a pretty right. darn good day. Right. <laughs> you know? How, can you do that every single day? Well, yeah, I think maybe not every single day, but two or three days a week. Boy, you're going to set yourself up really, really well. But that means you can't probably install every single one. then. Right. Right. And so this is all a team building. That's why I always tell everybody, you know, we can, I love these conversations because there's so much more than just numbers, right? They're the organization. They're the, Hey, we're thinking long-term we're investing in ourselves. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, Hey, I'm worth investing in, right? Sometimes that's a struggle that people get over is understanding, Hey, it's time to put some money into this. You know what? A lot of times I think what guys think is, especially when they're one guy or just with the helper is how do I just suck out as much money from this company as I can? How do I line my pockets as quickly as I can? Um, what you've, what you miss is the long-term play where you could set this up really, really well and have it pay out massively in five to 10 years. You know, there's a bunch of clients that I've worked with that their first two or three years in business made next to nothing. I mean, they ate you know, beans and rice type thing and, and that's okay. And, and sucking all the money out is okay too. It, it just comes down to what your, what your goal is. Yeah. But if you can sacrifice for a little bit, take some time to invest in yourself and back into the business, this is where you're going to get that long-term, you have a solid actual business, not just a job. Mm-hmm. And that business is going to start giving you a return on your investment. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that. And, and it goes back to the ego, you know, to bring it back to you mentioning that, you know, at that time I had an ego that said, I don't want to pay an installer more than I pay myself to run the business. But see now, if I, if I had one guy, two guy, three guys, all of a sudden the business is making so much more money. I mean, that's how Jeff Bezos made Amazon yep. by starting it in his garage. We've probably all seen the meme by now, starting it in his garage, literally, you know, scribbling out Amazon on a wall and just really sucking it up for, for decades, probably. I, I don't know yep. the time span, but I think it was a couple decades where he wasn't, the company wasn't profitable. And then all of a sudden, you know, he hit that, what do they call that? That curvature to where all of a sudden it was like, zoom. You know? Yes. Yeah. The other thing I've heard from some top Amazon execs too, and you can think what you want about Amazon, but they're pretty darn good at business. One of their top executives said, if I make two decisions, in a day, that's a really big day for them. Mm-hmm. Two decisions. So when you're thinking about your company, it's easy to think about, hey, we're here right now. But I prefer, I tend to look at us like, what did what would it look like if we were at a $20 million company, right? What's that organization chart look like? What do we have to have in place to have that? It, really, if you're a top level player in your company, you shouldn't be making tons of decisions. You should only be making really big weighty decisions. Now, we're, we're all not there right now. We all have to wear tons of different hats right now. But ultimately, if you're making just a couple decisions, then you know you have good people in place underneath you that are handling all of the small things that never have to bubble up to your level. Um, so just, I, I want to work on that a little bit because I think there's some mindset aspect there. Uh, and I think that mindset a lot of times can be limiting in our businesses. Um, 
So I want you to think like you are a bigger business because that puts some action into it. And I'll tell you this, if you are, if you're listening to this and you go, man, I have thought about this a little bit, or, you know, I would like to put some of this into action a little bit. No other businesses are doing this, especially in your industry. Nobody else is doing it. If you're taking time, frankly, just to listen to this podcast, you're probably ahead of your competitors. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys just, they're, hey, just do my job, keep my head down, same old, same old. They're not trying to actually get better. And if you're a new guy listening to this and you go, man, I think I can do this. This is something I'm, I'm interested in. You utilize some of this information. You listen to these podcasts and, and take in some of this because you are going to be so far and away ahead of what your competition is doing. It's not even funny. I agree. I agree. And this is all really solid information, Drake. Thank you for taking the time to come on here. I know you got a few more minutes um, and then you got to go. Can you tell us a little bit about the technician profitability template? Because we've been talking about big picture kind of mindset stuff. Now, now bring it home for the, the, the people listening who are like, I want to know how to calculate the numbers. And so I want to yes. see the numbers because we have a tool for you. Our Drake has a tool for you. Yep. Yep. So when, when we're thinking about how much does our employee make us or can we afford to bring on an employee, um, the one thing that I think we oftentimes forget is the other costs that go into a job or having an employee that are difficult at times to calculate, yeah. right? So it's really easy to go, hey, we pay Joe 25 bucks an hour. Like that is easy. Everybody understands that simple math. And if Joe works 10 hours, he gets 250 bucks. Like that math is super, super simple. The difficult part is gas and insurance and taxes and you know, miscellaneous small tools that they need and you take them out for lunch and data, all those different little expenses that add up to, hey, you're part of the company. You need to utilize resources of the company to perform your day to day job. Um, we also treat you well because we take you out for lunch some days and all those little factors that go into actually having an employee or how much do those cost or how do we factor that in? The way I've found to be the most effective through all of this is looking at hours. Hours is kind of our common denominator that we can break these costs down to. So if you guys don't have financials in place, this is gonna be a little bit more difficult. <clears throat> if you do, the easiest way to figure out some of this is go look at all of those costs that you can't assign directly to a job. So if you're gonna go buy tile and grab for specific jobs, we know what that's gonna cost into a job, but go add up things like fuel, and insurance and repairs and all of those miscellaneous costs that you need to have to, to do the job, but that we can't pinpoint specific, like you're not measuring out five gallons that it took to go drive to a, this specific right. job, right? So figure out what those costs are and then look at them over a period of time, right? So let's call it six months. That's usually a pretty good period of time. And then go, okay, how many hours did our employees work? That's one thing we typically track pretty well Let's say we worked a thousand hours in that six month period of time, right? Just simple math. And we had $10,000 of costs, right? Take that $10,000 in costs and divide it by a thousand hours. That's going to give you your hourly overhead rate for each employee, right? So if you have a guy that's out there that's working and he works a 10 hour day and that hourly overhead rate is 10 bucks an hour and you pay him $25 an hour, that employee costs you $35 an hour to perform all of that, all of that, all of the costs that go into that. 
So by knowing that, now you can set what your hourly rate is or figure out if you're doing flat bill work. You know, you're you're probably putting some level of estimate from an hour standpoint or a square footage standpoint. Ultimately, to me, it all comes back to hours, because if you're doing something by square footage, you probably know how many square feet you can knock out in an hour. Sure. The biggest thing for you guys, though, is labor costs and managing that on a specific job is going to be your driver of profitability. If labor gets out of hand quickly, your profit just goes to the floor like that or can turn into a lost job really quick. So understanding what those kind of overhead costs are that relate to that specific employee and breaking it down to an hourly rate, that template that we're going to share, it has all of that kind of built in and it does the math for you. Um, understand that. And, and then you can go, okay, this guy cost me 35 bucks an hour. I want to make so much on his time. I want to make $50 an hour. Uh, when we bill them out, I, we would bill them out at a hundred dollars, whatever it is. Right now you can go, okay, that's what my profit's going to be on this specific guy. If I know he cost me 35 and I'm going to bill him out at 55, we're going to make $20 an hour on this guy's labor. Right. And that's kind of the math. Now you can start to go, well, 20 over 55, that's pretty decent margin. I mean, that 40%, maybe a little low, you might want to be wanting to make in 50% margin or a little bit better on there, but somewhere kind of in that neighborhood, at least this is the way to back into how profitable is our employee. Um, and, and that's the best way that I've been able to figure it out. That makes a lot of sense. And, and if you're listening to this and would like to talk to Drake about this subject or another accounting subject, or get access to that uh, technician profitability template. The link to Drake's website is in the um, in the show notes or the description of this video podcast. So wherever you're listening or watching to this, you should be able to find Performance Financial LLC website. Just click on it, uh, book a free consultation with Drake, and um, he will be happy to you know tell him you heard him on the Tile Money podcast, and he'll be happy yep. to send you this uh, template. You know, and, and that way you can actually put the real numbers that are unique to your business. Um, you know, it's so funny. I got a, I, if you hear this hammering in the background, I got a contractor just showed up and I didn't know he was going to come right now, but he started hammering away. We got a fence that's down <laughs> from the hurricane. <laughs> right. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than willing to help you guys out. We do free 30 minute consultations. So if that is something that interests you guys, or you need some help, or you just want to talk through some stuff. Let us know uh, and you can book a meeting with us and we can kind of help walk through. I know it's tax time. I know this is when a lot of this starts to get onto people's minds. Uh, and if this is something you don't want to worry about next year, we can definitely come in and kind of help you out with some of that too. So the best thing I did was hire a bookkeeper month to month, quarter to quarter, you know, keep yep. my mind on the money, you know, not just once a year. <laughs> exactly. All right, Tile friends. Well, thanks for tuning in. This has been another Hump Day Financials with Drink Vent Hall. And uh, stay positive out there. And always remember, as a business owner, it's your it's your uh, best interest to stay profitable, Tile friends. <laughs>